You're listening to a podcast from 702. Cars now and particularly safety features that we neglect. In fact, um, did you know that uh, using a seatbelt and sitting properly in a car, and you may be wondering what is sitting properly in a car, did you know that they reduce mortality rates in crashes by up to 67%? There's safety technology in cars and it can make the difference between life and death. And in a lot of instances, a lot of cases, however, drivers and passengers need to use this technology in certain ways in order for it to to, to work properly. And in fact, if you do not do something as simple as sit correctly or wear a seatbelt correctly, it can cause damage to the occupant. What kind of damage exactly is what we'll be looking at this afternoon. We're joined by Derek Kirby, who is a training director for Master Drive. Um, good afternoon, Derek. Lovely to have you with us. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. So let's look at uh, the, 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 the importance of using this technology correctly. Uh, and because there are lots of things that can go wrong when we don't, and we'll unpack some of the various ways. But what's the significance? Look, you know, we must start by looking at sort of, you know, something with regard to technology like the seatbelt. You know, the seatbelt's been around for, for years. Uh, it's obviously evolved with regard to a seatbelt, which is pre-tensioned, which means in a collision it actually pulls you into the seat, which allows time for the airbag to come out. And, you know, if you're not wearing the seatbelt correctly, you can imagine some people put it under their arm, you know, because mm-hmm. they're not comfortable wearing the seatbelt, or the seat position is too far down, the seatbelt tends to sit on your neck. So now you can imagine in a collision where the seatbelt is pre-tensioning, like I said, that's going to cause damage possibly to your neck if it's under your arm, to the, to the under piece of your arm, etc. Mm-hmm. So just in that, you know, you need to obviously know how to put the seatbelt on firstly in the correct position so that it doesn't cause damage in the collision. Right, and that assumes that your chair is in the right, is in the right position too. Absolutely. Your, chair, your, your seat position is obviously the first line of defense. And then, like I said, from there, it obviously would be the seatbelt. Uh, I must mention many seatbelts have an adjustment point on the uh, B pillar of the vehicle which means you can adjust the seatbelt higher or lower, and that depends on your height. Many people don't know right. that or even take time to adjust the seatbelt. Yes, yes. Um, I've, you, often we see people who will um, allow the bottom strap, the hip strap, to go around the hip, but then the one that goes across the chest, they'll just swing that to, to, to behind them. They don't want it cutting across their chest. What kind of harm can that bring about, or what kind of, the, the lack of protection that, or the protection that falls away when we do that? It, it does, and you know you're obviously compromising the effectiveness of the seatbelt. Depends on what speed you have the collision and how much pretension that seatbelt does. You can imagine holding the seatbelt and just looking at it. If that's under a massive amount of force, that seatbelt becomes a blade, mm-hmm. and that can really cut into you, etc. You know, especially if it's under a lot of tension in a collision. Oh. And, and it does cause serious damage. Oh my goodness! Becomes a blade. Absolutely, it's, it's pre-tensioned. And if you just look at your seatbelt, you know when, you, when you're traveling home this evening, just pull a section between your hands and look at that mm. and see how mm. under tension that could become very sharp. Ooh. Let's take this call from Queen. Um, good afternoon, Queen. Hi, Azania and your guest. Welcome. So, you have a question about the seatbelt. Yes, I'm not sure if you were already talking about that one, but mine is, you know, a Creta uh, Limited Edition has a seat belt in the middle, 
and it grows across your thighs instead of your chest. And I was wondering how effective is that? In which vehicle, Queen? I didn't catch the car. It's a Creta Limited Edition, I think 2019. Uh huh. And it goes down yeah. your side on what? The left or the right? It, your your side. It goes across your side. Yes. Instead of going across your your chest. Oh wow! Oh, I see. Um, Derek, yeah. have you seen that? Are we talking about the uh, the middle passenger in the rear seat? That seatbelt. Yes, that's one. Yes. Yeah, so remember, that one is obviously it's designed to keep the middle passenger safe. Mm-hmm. So with that regard, that's perfect. Um, you know, again, remember, look at the design of the vehicle. If I'm a passenger sitting in the middle yeah. at the rear seat, they don't have a pillar or a clamping point for three-point harness or three-point seatbelt. Mm. So they've done their best to obviously do put the lap belt in there, which does keep the passenger safe. And the, the idea behind the seatbelt, any seatbelt, is yes, one, to, to keep the, the occupant away from the airbags so it can do its job. But initially, it's to stop the person from flying around in the vehicle, becoming yeah. a projectile. So that's why that lap seat belt's quite sufficient in that, that kind of vehicle. Mm-hmm. So nothing uh, in the torso? No, look, again, with that, you know, you don't want to obviously slouch down while you're sitting in the, in the back of the vehicle because now imagine that lap seat belt start resting on your, your stomach, etc., which could cause injury to your stomach. Okay. So you want to have it where it's intended is over your hips. That's mm-hmm. the most rigid part of your body, and that will obviously you know, keep the most or, or keep you protected at the most uh, critical time. Mm-hmm. Queen, there you go. Oh, okay. It makes sense. All right. Thank Mm. you. Mm. Thank you for that question, taking us to the back of the car, uh, to the back seat. And let's stay there. So how risky is sitting in the rear unrestrained? Look, it's. (laughs) I love this topic. People in the rear of the vehicle, they don't put their seatbelt on. And the driver doesn't tend to look to see if they have the seatbelt on. You know, generally the driver makes sure that the passenger next to him has a seatbelt, but they don't really worry about the adult passengers or kids at the back wearing a seatbelt. Now, as a driver and passenger in the front, you're at a, a big risk in a collision. Because imagine now the vehicle hits a stationary object, the passengers in the back continue their path of travel, you have a seatbelt on, which means the seatbelt doing its job, it's pre-tensioning, it's holding you in the seat, and imagine your rear passengers now coming towards your head, in other words, to exit the vehicle, mm. and at a massive amount of force. I mean, people unrestrained in the back, a car traveling at 60 kilometers an hour, imagine the weight of an elephant coming towards you, because that's how much the body would weigh at 60 kilometers an hour. So imagine an elephant flying towards the driver and hitting the rear of the driver in a collision at 60 kilometers an hour. Now imagine that at 120. It just gets worse, absolutely. Yes. You know, so it's the responsibility of the driver to ensure that the passengers, all passengers in the vehicle, have their seatbelt on. Because not only for the passenger's safety, but it's for the driver's safety as well. Mm. You know, when uh, we think of the seatbelt uh, wearing at the back, there's also there's a need for an, uh, attitudes to change. Uh, because from the moments that I've observed, in fact, people are seen to be, um, or, or the conversation suggests that they're being overly cautious, you know, when someone straps in when they're sitting at the back. So even our conversations around um, wearing seatbelts in the rear need to shift. 
Absolutely. Our attitude generally with seatbelts needs to shift. You know, what I, I laugh at always when I travel and people get onto an aircraft, you know, they don't hesitate to put a seatbelt on in the aircraft. And if they don't, the airstress politely asks, please put your seatbelt on. Everyone complies. Great. But you're in the safest, relatively the safest mode of transport. But mm. then you get out of the aircraft into your rental car and you choose not to receive it. Mm, very good point. You know, yeah, and, it, and it's the law. So yes, it's a law in the aircraft, but you comply with it, but you don't comply with taking your own safety and saying, well, let me put a seatbelt on and make sure my passengers have a seatbelt. So, and I don't know why, you know, seatbelts have been around for years and studies and, you know, when they do crash testing at NCAP, et cetera, they significantly make you sort of survive a collision. You, know, you stand a massive amount of chance to survive a collision with a seatbelt on. But mm. why do people choose not to wear it? You know, the, the studies have been out there, the proofs out there, the research is out there. Right. So why aren't we doing it? Let's go to Charlie. She's got a question about seatbelts as well. Hey, Charlie. Hi, I nearly said good morning, sorry. Good, <laughs> good afternoon. Um, so really just a statement as well is, is about uh, a couple of years ago, um, we had an, I had an incident coming back from Durban and it was my friend, her little brother, and we were all sitting in the back and he was in the middle and it was a multiple um, collision. So it was from the back. There was about 10 cars involved and we were the ones right at the, at the you know, the end. Mm. But it hit us so hard and, and obviously we weren't wearing seatbelts at the back that her little brother... And at the time, he was about nine. He flew, he flew over, and I grabbed his T-shirt. Oh. But the, the, I think the, it propelled us all forward so quickly that it threw us both over the seat, over the front seat. Mm. Oh. And, I, and, and, and ever since, I have, I have had back problems. Oh, ever since? Even my friend, she suffers from major migraines from that day. It's never been healed. Yes. But such and quick just, reflexes, Charlie. You had, wearing, yeah, from not wearing seats, uh, seat belts at the back. But I'm just thinking of your reflexes, just you know, in the middle of an accident, grabbing uh, this little boy. Yeah, but I used to do paramedics and I did a whole bunch of other stuff. So, <laughs> so you're primed and ready. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just instinct to mm. grab him because he was so small. Mm. But just the velocity, you know. As, as it hits us, and, and we had a trailer, and the trailer went straight through the back of the vehicle as well. Sure. No, thank you for that and the lifelong impact on uh, her health and mobility, as she says. That's uh, Charlie and Bononi. We're coming back with Derek Kirby, training director for Master Drive. And uh, Mike, we're going to take your call, play your voice notes as well, and continue to explore some of the dangerous things, the gen- dangerous ways in which we occupy the car. 702. The car feature. Talking car safety this afternoon with Derek Kirby, uh, training director for Master Drive. Mike, thanks for your patience. You have a comment to make as well. Yeah. I just want your guests to talk about my, the thing that gets my blood boiling is when I see parents sitting in the front with a kid on their lap. Either both are wearing the seatbelt, uh, you know, they both got the seatbelt around them, or the mother's wearing the seatbelt, or the father with the kid in the car. Mm. Your guests can talk about what that happens in the accident because I've witnessed it and it is horrific. Oh my. Mike, thank you so much. Um, Derek? Yeah, Mike, you, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, we see it daily with uh, parents that are sitting in the front seat. They got their seatbelt on. What they believe is that the child on their lap 
is quite secure because in a collision, they'll just hold on to the child. You must remember, you've got to have some superhuman strength to, to hold a child, let's say a child's five, six kilograms of weight. At a certain amount of speed, that collision occurs. There's no strength that's going to hold that child. You're mm-hmm. going to, you obviously experience the collision at the same time, so the child obviously will now become a, an object, be it a seven-kilogram object, etc., and you'll never be able to keep the kid basically in your hands. Mm-hmm. Again, why would you? Because now what's happening is in a modern vehicle, the child is sitting between you and the airbag. So the airbag is going to deploy because the car detects that it needs to deploy the airbag, the seatbelt pretensions, and now you have an airbag coming out, and, and most of these airbags deployed up to 350 k's now, and your child is stuck between the airbag and yourself. Yeah. You know, so why would you do that? I mean, you know, just... <laughs> Put the child in the back seat. If they're old enough to wear the seatbelt, fantastic. If not, in a booster seat or car seat that's appropriate for the age. Mm-hmm. I mean, your, your child is, is precious to you. Why would you try and hold them and think that you can keep them in the in mm-hmm. hands? You can't. Well, and speaking of driving with uh, either w- with something on your lap, we also see lots of people driving with pets on their laps. Absolutely. I, like I said before, if it's a pet, if it's a human Unfortunately, it is an object, an yeah. object that weighs X amount of kilograms. So, you know, even if a pet's, you know, at the back seat and the pet, let's say, is a small little dog weighing 5.2 or 6 kilograms, that is a 6 kilogram, kilogram object traveling towards you at the same speed as a car, be it 80 or 120 kilometers an hour. Mm. You know, it's not only pets, it's objects in the vehicle. A laptop, imagine getting hit with a laptop at 80 kilometers an hour. It's exactly what's going to happen in a collision. All these loose objects... Mm. Are going to fly around, you know, and this is the exact reason why the aviation industry, when you fly, tells you before landing, you know, on takeoff, put away all objects, etc. So, in the event of a, something happening, these objects don't become weapons or projectiles in the, in the cockpit. Right. Exactly the same thing that happens in the vehicle. Yes. Yeah. Um, the other day, we drove up to a garage, a petrol station, filling up, and the car next to us, the passenger, had their feet on the dash. And, you know, uh, to, and as they drove off, the person kept their feet on the dashboard. And there was a time when that seemed really cool and, you know, the, the, the cool thing to do. But it's obviously a very unsafe position to assume in a car. It is. You know, and I love seeing when you, you go on holidays or travel. Yeah. The, we do the think... driver's driving perfectly. Mm-hmm. He's got his seatbelt on, positioned of the seat, you know, the seat's positioned fantastic. And uh, his passenger's taking a rest so they've got the seat all the way down, like you said, the feet on the dashboard. You know, in a collision, that passenger has no way of bracing themselves first because they're sleeping. They don't know if the collision is going to occur or when it's going to occur. As the collision happens, that airbag deploys. Now, you can imagine, like I said before, it deploys up to 350 kilometers an hour. It's going to break their legs, which might result also in hip injury, you know, hip uh, injuries, back injuries, etc. Because why? They're not in the optimum crash position. So that meaning the seat has to be in the correct position, which means the seatbelt can work properly, the airbag can work properly, etc. So you've got to put yourself and passengers in the optimum crash position so that all these safety features of the vehicle can actually deploy and work as they were designed. So if you're, gonna, if, if you're the passenger on a long trip, do not lower that seat or put your feet on the dash, but even the lowering of the seat to nap or anything like that is risky. Absolutely. I mean, think about if you lower the back of the seat. You know, try and picture this. I've lowered the back of my seat. I have the seatbelt on, but that 
section of the seatbelt that should be on the most rigid part of my body is now sitting close to my neck. Hmm. So in a collision, I'm going to go bleed again. Yeah. And I'm basically going to hang myself. Yeah. Oh, um, let's quickly listen to these voice notes as we wrap uh, our listeners sharing their thoughts on safety in a car. Hey, good afternoon, Aza. Great show as per usual. I just wanted to find out, I've noticed that on most rally cars or race cars, the seat belts actually look like a big X across your chest and it's a four-point uh, right. seat belt system. How come a lot, a lot of car manufacturers don't do that? Is that seat belt more effective in a crash or is it just a styling thing? Okay, well, we're out of time. What a pity. So, Derek, is it more safer than the regular seat? Absolutely. A three-point three harness or four-point harness in a race car is absolutely more okay. efficient and safer than in a vehicle. But you can imagine, one, they come in the expense. So it's very unlikely we are going to obviously put them into vehicles because of the expense. And again, it takes a while to get in and out the harness. So it's really not, not convenient for all passenger vehicles to have them. But in saying that, our three-point seatbelt that we have in our modern-day vehicle is quite sufficient for okay. what... The vehicle actually occurs, yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Derek. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Let's all drive safe. That's Derek Kirby, uh, training director at Master Drive. A WhatsApp says, wear your seatbelt, exclamation mark. I assess accident survivors for a living. These injuries are horrendous. Worse when it's a child whose parent doesn't see the need. These children usually suffer head injuries, which are lifelong. So do the right thing and buckle up. 